Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome indeed to the Two Guys and a Mike show here on the TalkZone.com on a beautiful Thursday here in the fine city of Chicago. The big dog and the coach at your service. And David Olson, I get off to a bad start as I look at our Facebook page yesterday. We had 167. Today we're down to 166. Somebody left. Does that mean somebody like intentionally went out and defriended us? Took the time? Or does that, I don't know how that happens, but is it like, uh, is it a well, they could, they could have intentionally disliked us, or oh, they possibly left Facebook altogether, which okay. is the story I'm sticking with. They just they they that gave I, up on Facebook, not on us. Okay, all right, that I can live with. Yeah, but to, to the thought out there that any listen, any one of our fine quality individuals that listen to this program would take the time to actually defriend us is one of the more depressing thoughts I could possibly come across. So I'm going to go with. Uh, Box number two that Carol Romero is standing by. Thank you very much. 888-463-6748 is the phone number. The big dog and the coach at your service today. we got all kinds of stuff to talk about. Our Facebook page uh, includes uh, Illinois taking on Indiana, Northwestern taking on Iowa, and the big dog and the coach taking on the Catholic Church. Which battle will be better? We're about to answer that as we'll do a little sports guys talk politics interspersed with some outstanding sports talk. Let's welcome in my good partner, the man who hopefully will walk hand-in-hand hand with me as we take on the Catholic Church today. Not sure if he will, but I'm hoping he'll go hand-in-hand hand with me. It's the big dog, Joel Redwanski. Big dog, how are you? Uh, Coach, yes, I'm doing extremely well, and I'm glad you're <laughs> finally uh, willing to join the fight with me. As you might know, I'm a Gnostic, but you don't know that. Uh, I, I have been fighting against the Catholic Church since the, uh, the 1400s. <laughs> And I'm a Gnostic, and I truly believe that the Catholic Church is trying to hide the bloodlines of Jesus Christ. You say you're so obnoxious Catholic. or agnostic? No, not, neither. A, and then the word Gnostic. Ah, as in noxious? No, you, I know you, you're a clown. That's what you are. <laughs> be a clown, be a clown. Yeah, well, all right. You said you want to take on the Catholic Church, I'm ready to go. Well, okay. we have issues. No idea. I have ammunition. I, grew, I, was, I was raised as an altar boy in the Catholic Church, and... And my favorite priest was uh, having sex with half the parish. And, yeah. and what I mean by half the parish, I meant people 13 and under. I'm glad you didn't say you were re- uh, you were reared in the Catholic Church. No, I luckily I was not one of them, okay? <laughs> it, it, I, it, I've always had that look in my eye not to mess with, Coach. Yes, David. No, it, it's terrible. I know so many people with the same story. I've actually got that same story, that my friends, my one of my friend's older brothers was an altar boy, and he was being sexually abused by one of the priests. Wow. And where he just talked about it of recent? No, no, no. He went. He he, he was actually one of the first people really? to come out when the when the ball started rolling. I mean, this was this was like the mid nineties when mm-hmm. he came out, and he wow. was he was he was like at the forefront, and it was against the uh, Joliet Archdiocese. How old was he? Like eleven, ten, twelve? Yeah, yeah, eleven, twelve, yeah, somewhere a, in there. Yeah. Oof. That's rough. That is rough. So big, big dog in your upbringing uh, in the Catholic Church, did you actually, I mean, you apparently heard it was happening and the guy did get arrested eventually? Yeah, his name was uh, Ed Stefanovich, Father Stefanovich. Mm-hmm. He was the head 
priest, whatever the heck you call it, at uh, the St. Scholastica Church in Woodridge, Illinois, in the mid-'80s. You guys, anybody can just look this guy up. This SOB is now a millionaire real estate broker and lives in uh, Villa Park. He's making a fortune. Wow. Did he spend he any time? So uh... it's, it's ridiculous. He spent about 15 years behind bars. Wow. Okay? So he got out about 10 years ago. So this is like 25 years ago that all this went down. Okay, Coach? And, uh, and, and from what I understand, I don't know if this is not confirmed. I do know for a fact because I Googled it. He is a real estate broker in, and lives in Villa Park, and supposedly the guy's a millionaire, sells homes in Oak Brook all the time. People have no idea of his, of his, of his background. Wow. Well, they do now. They do now as you just called them out on the uh, semi-award winning two guys at a mic show. So this this could be the beginning of the end of the real estate agency. Uh, what's his name? Ed Sankowski? Stepanovich. Now, now poor, come on, Coach. That's not funny. You're talking about no, no, no. Kyle the Great. I, wasn't, right? I was actually trying to remember the guy's last name. Stepanovich. Stepanovich. No yeah. relation to Indiana 7-foot-inch uh, center Stephen Stepanovich. I don't know who that is, so please don't associate child rape and some poor yeah. guy in the NBA. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I, I meant to get to this uh, issue, and the issue we're talking about is not the issue that I'm actually bringing up in our battle with the Catholic Church. And uh, we do want to talk some uh, college hoops today, NBA basketball, some NFL news and notes. But as long as we're on it, big dog, the issue I wanted to bring up with you as our moral guiding point here on the two guys in a mic show. You're the man we depend in these situations. The issue at stake right now, not at stake, but the issue at hand that is very controversial is the Barack Obama uh, passage a couple of days ago and, and the Catholic Church fighting at that. And help me out, David, if I got this right, that health care provided by all Catholic institutions, including high schools and colleges or any institution, that can, their health care program must include the option of contraception, birth control, and abortion, David? No, 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 no. Abortion has nothing to do with this. So this is not... There are federal laws in place that say, you okay. know, say... So this is strictly about this contraception strictly and birth about control. about contraception. Uh, which this, makes this, the this argument will... much weaker for the hardcore conservatives. Uh, well, ab- well, well, we'll get to how they tie that all in in a sec here, but... Um, it's a part of the health. Uh, it's part of the healthcare mandate, right? That uh, as part of the health insurance, they must provide. They must provide contraception, like yes. birth control pills, uh, for free as part of their uh, healthcare plan. Mm-hmm. And that applies. That apply- oh, go ahead. And that and that applies to Catholic-run universities, right. Catholic-run hospitals, those yeah, types now, of things. Now, mo- you know, the majority of Catholics, big dog, are fully in support of the Obama passage, but you could understand how the hardcore conservatives saying that, oh, you know, Catholic institutions are now being forced to offer services that are against yeah. their institution. You, my big, my friend, as our moral compass, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the issue. Yeah, and as somebody who is extremely liberal, liberal in, in, in terms of social issues, I think this is absolutely asinine that Obama would try to force another institution to determine how they should dole out their health care programs. It's absolutely disgusting. Okay? First and foremost, people should get free contraceptives as part of their health care. I, I know that. That's, it makes sense to do that. But if somebody doesn't want to do it, it's not up to the government to determine how they well, dole out their business. It's stupid. Okay? And I understand it's even more dumb to say, hey, we're going to provide health care for you and not give you contraceptives because basically in the long run it's going to cost you more as a company. That that totally makes sense. But my point is I'm sick and tired of our government 
poking in and deciding what somebody else should determine what is right or wrong and how they run their business. It's ridiculous. Well, you okay. call it you call it poking in, big dog, and I, I think you need a major readjustment of your moral compass, my no, no, friend. No, we no. got to bring all, a. I would uh, never get. I would never get Catholic healthcare. Okay, well, I would say that's stupid. If you're not going to give me contraceptives. I don't want you as a health care Listen, nobody, the, nobody's the, telling the employee that they have to use birth control, they have to use contraception. All it is is making sure that the freedom of choice is there if you work. And, you know, there are people other than Catholics that work at these Catholic institutions, and there's many Catholics that work there in the health care, and that might be the only way they can afford to get these things. If they Again, no one's forcing them, but they should have the right. To contraception or well, birth have, control, they should have the option. Okay, and yes. then people who work there, people who work there who can't get the health care, well, then guess what? They should probably go to somewhere else that is more catered to them. I am so sick of our government mandating stuff. We'll never get things accomplished in life if, if it's always the government forcing people. You really want stuff changed in the world? You have to do it yourself as an individual. And if you're upset that you work at, at a Catholic institution mm-hmm. that won't provide you with the proper health care then you should be smart enough and, and, and individual enough that you figure out a way in your life to go get a job that can get you proper health care. Mm, yeah, I'm so yeah, sick yeah. of the taxpayer having to have the government wave their mighty sword to tell everybody what's right and wrong. Why mm. can't people determine it themselves? Not so easy to get another job right now, Big Dog. You make that seem very easy. A lot of people, that's the <laughs> only job they have <laughs> and the only health care that they can get. And I'm tired of people like you, you who I, apparently I, 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 need moral compass adjustment, telling you that they can't have these services. All we're asking is that the option is there. Nobody's forcing them to use it. Out of everybody in this discussion, I'm the only one here without a job and without health care. Okay, so so I am doing whatever I can to do it. And I guarantee you, I would not take a job at some place that gave me shit ass crap healthcare. Honestly, so you can say whatever you want. Every well, oh, well see, but there, there, there it is. There it is, right there. That for everyone. Oh, that poor person. She she has eight children with seven different daddies. That poor woman. Maybe that woman shouldn't have gotten knocked up by seven different people. Why is it always up to us and? Everybody else's job to take care of everybody. If people started to take care of of themselves, we wouldn't have to worry about the fact that uh, we have to have the president pass the law to make sure uh, that that we get free birth control if you work at uh, St. Daniel's in in Chicago. Everybody's got to cry up, oh, give me something, give me something, do something for me. All right, you brought brought up... You brought up you said you wouldn't take a job that would give you crappy health care. The, pro- the problem is the problem is there were a lot of employers, and I'm not talking little companies. I'm talking big companies that would offer very minimal health care. What the health care law does is it brings up the standards of health care for everybody. That is that's part that is part of what the law does. Mm-hmm. Make sure it makes sure that your annual physicals are covered. Make sure maternity is covered. It makes sure routine tests like blood pressure and cholesterol tests. Make sure all that's covered. It brings up the basic standards of health care to a higher level than what it is now, which includes okay, okay, no, no, birth that, control. That's what, that that's exactly what everybody is saying is going to happen. The problem is it's going to be almost impossible to pay for this. If you consider that one of the ways that they're paying for this, and you can look this up, starting next year, there is a 3.8% federal income tax on any sale of a house. 
So just say, for instance, you own a house for three hundred thousand dollars, and you sell it for two hundred thousand, and you lose a hundred thousand, you still have to pay federal tax on that two hundred thousand dollars that you just sold the house for. You're you're wrong. You're how, wrong. How am I wrong. You're wrong. It is. It, it there's a, there's that additional tax on. It's over like one point. If you sell a house for over one like one point five million dollars, then the tax kicks in. There, there, there's a, there's a bottom line. It, it's not every single, it's not every single home sale. It's home sales for, you know, when the, when the profit is like a million dollars or more. And I can, I can look that up. I'm sorry? It, it, it doesn't matter if it's a profit. No, what I'm saying is you, you're making it sound like if you sell a house for $250,000, you're going to get hit with an extra 3.8% tax. That's not the case. That's not I, the I case. don't think they're ta- they're not taxing the capital gains. They're taxing the gross of the house. Yeah, but Dave is saying only the gross of the house for houses sold over one point five million, which is yeah, it's 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 like it's a it's a pretty big number. You you have to be selling a pretty big house and making a pretty hefty profit in order for that tax to hit. And yeah. I, I can look that up. So much for I the big like dog and the coach. So much for uh, the dog and the coach walking hand-in-hand hand as we take on the Catholic Church. It looks like I'm a man. That's the point, Coach. I totally agree. The, the Catholic Church, if they're going to offer somebody <laughs> health insurance, if you, if you think the smart thing to do is this. You know what? It'll cost us more money if these people get pregnant. It would be probably a good idea if they want health, uh, birth control to give it to them. If they want condoms, we should give it to them. That's, it, they would have less diseases if we gave them condoms. Yes. It makes sense. It totally. I, you can't. Preach it to me anymore. That's it. That so makes the problem sense. is that if they, if it's against their edict, their dogma, which I completely disagree with. So let me remind you, I'm mm-hmm. actually defending something that I totally think is vile. Yep. Okay, they should have the right to do that. What if it was against their edict to hire black people? Then you know what? I think every we should all know about it, and people should start boycotting okay. them. All right, okay, it should, we should we don't need the government to come in and say mm-hmm. let's ban, let's put these. You know, because you know what? To be quite honest with you, there's racism the other way around. Okay, and I'm not going to ask the government to come. You know, hey, uh, police officer, you know I can't walk through Fuller Park without getting a rock thrown at me every single day. Yep. Well, I won't walk through Fuller Park anymore. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I decided to do. It was a lot easier that way, wasn't it? Now, I remember that experience you relayed uh, more than a few times. Very scary. Yeah. So, what was the, what, uh, that was when you lived right near White Sox Park, correct? Yeah, and I realized, you know, I, I was disgusted because those idiots that lived in Canaryville would use the N-word like yeah. it was going out of style, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't let black people walk through the neighborhood. They wouldn't let African-Americans walk through the neighborhood. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you're crazy. And then I walked through, and I was like, oh, it was a freaking war zone. Doesn't so, matter. Know, Doesn't matter which direction it goes. Racism is inexcusable. It's ugly and it's unacceptable. No question about it. By the way, it does bring back memories of one of my favorite segments. It didn't last long. Did not last long. I think our general manager Mark Pinsky shut it down. But tales from the women's bathroom. Back in your apartment days at White Sox Park, just to throw yeah. a little levity in the situation. That that was good stuff. Uh, what, what would happen, people, is uh, <laughs> I, I used I was an idiot. Used to smoke. Cigarettes. They were the hand rolled kind, and instead of like smoking in the living room, I would go way. We had this huge long apartment. I would go into my own. I had. We all had our. We uh, we lived together. We had three bedrooms, so we had each had an individual room in the room we had together. So mine's all the way in the back, and I would hang legitimately sit on the windowsill and hang out in my house. And it was back in those old skinny uh, thin <laughs> houses on the south side. Well, right next to us was Kelly's Tavern. 
and they had the blocked bricks, so you couldn't look in, but they had those, those rolling flat windows, and when you roll them out a little bit, you can hear perfectly inside the, in the bathroom. And one day I was just out having a cigarette, and the next thing I know, I started hearing these girls talk. And oh my goodness, <laughs> girls, women, not ladies, these were not ladies, and I never heard one lady in this bathroom. I heard nothing but girls and little women. The stuff they were talking about, guys, oh my goodness. All I realized then was that I wasn't, uh, I was too short and I had not enough money. That's all I realized <laughs> at that point. Oh, an education of sorts, huh? Yes, oh yeah. my goodness. And and I, after that, I was like, it's really hard to find a good girl. If I remember correctly, you started smoking a lot more at your house, and I don't think it had anything <laughs> to do with nicotine addiction. Oh, oh that, was that, was, that was a fun segment while it lasted, although it didn't last too long. Tales from the that Women's Washroom, almost as exciting as in Close Encounters of a Shoe Kind. But uh, at any rate, it's it's the classic conservative liberal argument. By the way, we haven't thrown our phone number out. But, you know, bad host here. We bring up a and controversial you know, you know, topic. You, know, you say it's the classic conservative liberal argument. It, it sort of is. And you know what's funny is I think I'm on the I think I'm on the liberal side because I think a, a company should have the right to run their company as okay. they choose. And it's so funny is uh, you think that's over the conservatives. It's so funny how how I think completely. Different. Well, the, yeah, the basic idea. And let me get the phone number out there in case you want to chime in and. Uh, Jump on the big dog. God forbid, take issue with myself also, though I have David Olson backing me up for the most part. 888-463-6748. We'd love to hear your comments. 888-463-6748. Big dog, it's the classic, you know, the conservative uh, keep government out of our lives. Less control versus liberal philosophy where government at times needs to, I hate to say it, come into our lives to make sure that others don't take choice away from people maybe that don't have as much power. So in that sense, I, I think it is somewhat the classic argument. You know, yeah, when, when you say it like that, oh, yeah, that's, that we, you know, that's that's all good. But I I don't feel like it's, um, I, I really don't feel right like it's the actual government coming in to help the poor people. I think it's the government coming in to make sure that they get as much business to the guys that they got these, that own the, the health care companies that the government is going to make completely rich off mm-hmm. of this deal. They're just trying to get more business for their buddies that they've already created laws for, Coach. So My. you see it one way, and I see it completely there, different. There, we, we can both agree there's a heck of a lot of money in pharmaceuticals. Yeah. No doubt yeah. about that. No doubt about that. David Olson, you can speak to that. Your wife is a, a pharmacist. This is true. It's big money. There's probably stories David could tell us that he won't tell us on the air, probably a, a lot of dirt that could be dug up in the pharmaceutical industry. I'm, I'm so glad that I know that your wife is a, a pharmacist now because I'm glad I didn't say anything really bad. <laughs> yeah, give him a chance. Hey, she's only distributing the pills. She's not making them, so. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah, she Good might point. be supporting you, big dog. All right, now we got to find a way. And by the way, I know a couple of excellent repairmen for people with moral compasses that are a little bent out of shape so feel free to give me a call off air and i'll be happy to uh, straighten out your moral compass and i got a feeling i i know what you might do with your moral compass with me it, it depends depends on what's in front of me you know if it's a football game it's pointed directly north if it's later the lilac it might be pointed directly south i really have no idea <laughs> oh goodness how do we transition from taking on the catholic church and that issue big dog to college basketball i'm not sure how we do it but uh, we need to do it because there's some big games to talk about. Uh, uh, luckily, yesterday, as a, as a diehard basketball fan, the ability to go from the, the the laugher and sleeper and shrug your shoulder blowout win that the Bulls had over the Hornets, which was 
it was seriously, I was like, were they even trying? Didn't, didn't like, even, didn't even bother to tune it on, quite frankly. I, when I watched that game, later on, you know, like Brian and I have watched it, and I explained it to Cloudy, and I was like, they half-butted their way for a blowout. And he's like, what are you talking about? They killed them. I'm like, just, they, I swear to you, I'm not ripping the team at all, but they slept walk through a game, and they won 90-67. to Yeah. What, what, if you're saying that about the Bulls, what comment would you make if you were on New Jersey? Sports Talk Radio, and I remind you, we're on the Internet here. We could be being heard of many households in the New Jersey net area. If I was in, if I was in, a, like, in the New Jersey net area, I would say, luckily, uh, we're better than the, the New Orleans Hornets, who were absolutely horrible against the Bulls last night. Oh, <laughs> sorry about that. In the New Orleans <laughs> they're area. They're quite all right. Yeah. Oh, the Hornets are, oh, yeah. they're abysmal. Coach. By the they're way, really in bad. case you want to mark it down in your calendar, I think March 16th. In New Orleans, they take on the Wizard. It's Trevor Ariza bobblehead doll night. Uh, by the way, they're giving out real lifestyle <laughs> Trevor Ariza that day. The actual Trevor Ariza yeah. they're giving out, like a million of them. Oh, not so, the bobblehead. No, just actually him. Uh, that's you know what? That might actually draw some people. Yeah, for ten thousand. Yeah, there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a lot of BBWs at the door. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, so I was able to watch a lot of the the college basketball last night, Coach Georgetown Syracuse. Woo! Uh, those two, the, the effort was there, but my God, the defense was so good that it was like almost ugly because the defense was just so smothered in that game. Typically, and I'm not it, a big fan of watching zone defense. Syracuse makes the two-three zone somehow actually exciting to watch. I love the well, way they play that. It's so stifling that it's just you don't see that very often. It's so just mind-boggling. You're like, how is Georgetown going to get an open look? <clears throat> so I just don't know how uh, Syracuse doesn't rebound well enough in order to. So, so win the national title. They're going to have to like I don't. That's what's off the shore. And then North Carolina, Duke coach, Woo! Duke guy, wow. Duke called Austin Rivers wow. the greatest offensive, yeah, the most ready offensive talent ever in the history. And of I got my ambassador for it, and I'll I'll stand by. What's your thoughts after watching them last night? Well, I that right there, that's that's one of the best performances I've seen by a freshman that I've ever seen. And I'm going to tell you this straight up right now, coach. I was uh, the guy had had a fabulous game, and then. Uh, Zeller does not make the, the, the free throw to make it a three-point game. So now it's uh, Duke down by two, 13 seconds to go. Austin Rivers brings the ball to court. And then they stopped him on a ball reversal, and everybody on Duke just stopped with like six seconds to go in the game. I'm like, oh, no, they're, they're, they're in a lot of trouble now. He ends up in a mismatch with Zeller on him, a seven-footer, and, and he decides to do a step-back three-point shot from about 23 feet. That might have been the worst possible shot available. And he totally drills it and wins the game. I I could not believe what I saw. I was like, no, 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 this isn't it. And then he hits the shot. It was crazy, coach. That Col- was a what a heck of an ending. College hoops at his finest. Watch that game from start to finish. Jay Billis and Dick Vitale and Dan Shulman, uh, arguably my favorite, maybe not so arguably my favorite basketball announcing combination. It was at North mm-hmm. Carolina. You had the phenomenal. Atmosphere in North Carolina for two-thirds of the game was well in control, leading by 6, 8, 10, 12, 13, and then all of a sudden, and the crowd's going crazy. Duke makes their comeback. Uh, not, It wasn't a dramatic comeback, Big Doug. It was a kind of a slow but sure comeback, and next thing you know, it's down to four points. Like you said, Tyler Zeller has the free throws. He makes one, misses one. The significance, by the way, of the two-point lead versus the three-point lead, if it's a three-point lead, you know they're taking the three. Now Tyler Zeller does not have to give any cushion. He can step out aggressively uh, and maybe foul Austin Rivers, or at the very least get right up in his grill, no threes. The fact that it was a two-point lead, he couldn't do that. 
because if he gets up too close, Rivers goes right by him. A two-pointer ties the game and sends it in overtime. So that missed free throw was critical. Yes, it is. It is. And I really do like the, the open look on a three-point attempt when you're down two on the road. If you tie it, you still have a 50-50 chance you win in overtime anyway. So mm-hmm. that's – but, yeah, I did not like the shot, and it didn't hit anything. You know, and I kind of reviewed my statement of Austin Rivers, you know, because it's a, it's a ridiculous statement. In in a sense, you know, and, and my statement again was that I've never seen in my life a freshman come in with a better offensive skill set than Austin Rivers. Now, you know, again, you know, what are you talking about? You got Magic Johnson, you got Larry Bird, you got all these great, phenomenal players. You got Austin Rivers, the best ever. But you know, when you break it down, big dog, I can never remember a freshman coming in the college game who can drill the three from NBA rank, great outside shooter unbelievably quick going to the basket. I mean, his you didn't see it that much last night, but his explosion going to the hoop is incredible. He has mid-range game. He can pull it up. That skill set, I've never seen. You find me another player that's come in that could do all those three things. He still struggles to get teammates involved. You can see he's, you know, the passing is an effort for him. So in that sense, but strictly offensively, he's the best I've ever seen. Okay, Coach, I will say that the kid is great, and he is a phenomenal freshman. Okay, you, you definitely nailed it on that. But he is not better than what Chris Jackson was at LSU back in. Chris Jackson led the nation in scoring and averaged 30 points a game. Yeah, I don't recall. Could Chris Jackson burst to the hoop like Austin Rivers? Yeah, absolutely, Coach. I mean, that was, that's, he, he was always driving to the hoop. He either hit a three or jumped to the hoop and got a layup. That was like his, that was it, either or. Bomb a three. Or just go right past you and lay it in. And he also averaged like six or seven assists a game. And in college, that's a high number because they don't hand out assists in college as easily as they do in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like if you take like if you take more than one dribble after the pass, there's no longer an assist. Where in the NBA, you can take like three dribbles after a pass and still get an assist. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he. So, but I, I, well, I'm going to give you this straight up right now. Yes, he was a lot better than. Uh, than, than I had realized. And, and Larry Bird wasn't ready as a freshman because, remember, he went to Indiana and realized he yep. wasn't ready. He went back to French Lick. Mm-hmm. So he's out of the question. Magic Johnson's in there. Ellen Iverson's in there. I wrote down a, a really good list, Coach, and I put it on my Facebook page if you want to check it mm-hmm. out. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I took a little lambasting on that one. But uh, more importantly, what a great game. And, you know, you talk about Duke, North Carolina. It can be a little cliche. It's overrated. It's not overrated. It is almost without exception just a great college basketball game slash atmosphere. Yeah, that, that, that's no hyperbole about that. That was a phenomenal game. It, 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 it tends to always live up to being a great game. Now, let me throw this out there. It's cool that North Carolina and Duke played a great game. That's always good for college basketball. The fact Kentucky is number one, you know, the, everybody's loving that. So who would you rather have right now? Because I, I would not be surprised if Austin Rivers and Anthony Davis go out. Who would you take, Anthony Boy. Davis or Austin Rivers? That's like asking me would so I like a, a filet mignon at Wildfire or would I like uh, pasto primavera at my fi- <laughs> a favorite Italian restaurant. I'll take either one of them if I had to. Woo! I'll go Anthony Davis. Okay, imagine you're a Hornets and you need everything. You know what I mean? It's like because I mean, if you had a good big man, I guess you would go Rivers. If it was the other way, I, yeah, I would take Anthony Davis. There's just something, Coach. He's ridiculous. That's I was thoroughly shocked. I knew he was good, but after really watching him. Two nights ago, I I had no idea he was that good. Mm-hmm. 
even though he can't shoot at all. And I remind everybody, I don't know if the guy's going to average 15 points a game in the pros. Yeah. His shooting percentage is over 50%. You think, oh, boy, this guy's not, you know, not a bad shooter. The problem is most of his up. shots are slam dunks. He did, yeah, you're right. He does not have a skilled offensive uh, skill set just yet. Mm-hmm. Just yet. But yeah, that's, uh, you, you got my juices flowing again. I have to admit, uh, the last couple of years, I loved college basketball my whole life. I grew up on it. In the last couple of years, I've kind of not been all over in the, the last couple mm-hmm. days is as good to just sit back and watch a bunch of college yeah, I'm, I'm going to get your juices flowing a little bit more. I can't give you an exact date, but Big Dog, you and me, my friend, you and me are going to be doing a little March Madness appearance at the, the local establishment, the playbook, in previewing some of the games, hopefully one or two appearances in March, maybe not during the games, but maybe uh, I'm hoping to like the day before the tournament starts. Like a Wednesday night. A yes. Bracket, yeah, we can do a bracket-style night That's on Wednesday That's what we're night talking about. College, basketball, spectacular, March Madness, whatever you want to call it. Two guys and a mic at the Playbook in Niles. More details to come. But, uh, dog, if that doesn't get the juices flowing, nothing will. Uh, it, it will not, Coach. That, you know, that's not a bad idea. I think uh, if we did, like, everybody, encourage everybody to fill out a bracket for uh, for the Playbook at Niles, and then we, we do our own bracket busters, bring mm-hmm. back the – we got to think of categories, so I wouldn't mind if we just threw out categories that we could possibly have for that that party night. In, uh, you know what? Well, we don't. We don't place. have to. You don't have to get too cute. I mean, every at that point on a Wednesday night, you get a couple of uh, uh, alcoholic beverages in everybody. Everybody's juiced up for the big games coming up tomorrow. I think we can just start talking the games. Just bring the microphone to people. Let the you know let things flow and uh, let human nature take over the rest. Sort of like another situation. Thank you very much. If you know That's what really I mean. romantic. Do, do we have any love music very to put to this? Uh, Speaking of romantic, by the way, Valentine's Day is coming up. Big Dog, uh, certainly not to overhype it because I think it is incredibly overhyped. But you are in a uh, semi-blossoming relationship. Any particular Valentine's plans with Lily the Lilac that you'd like to care to reminisce with with our uh, two guys at a mic folkdom? Well, anyway, I couldn't reminisce the hell am with I talking because about? Uh, it, it hasn't happened yet. Now, what is today's date, Coach, exactly? I believe today is Feb 9. Okay, in... I was right. Sir, so I was, I was going to guess it was the 9th. Yes. So it's next Tuesday. Is that correct? I believe that would be correct. Okay, I'll figure out. You know, uh, there's got to be some place open in, in Chinatown. Yeah, you got Georgetown and Boston College at 6 o'clock next Tuesday. Michigan State and Ohio State at 8. And then I think a very, very tough. You got St. Mary's taking on Wyoming at 11 o'clock. So I don't know. Pick your poison. As long as Illinois isn't playing at Carver Hawkeye Arena, I will be out on <laughs> February 14th. Let's just, let's just put it that way. All right. Uh, Cause I don't miss the Iowa game. I do not miss yeah. that game. I got too many friends from Iowa. I don't think people realize how bitter the Iowa Illinois basketball rivalry is and football rivalry. Mm-hmm. It's underappreciated, coach. I totally agree with that. I, I always enjoy. I think the world's a better place when Iowa Hawkeye football and basketball are a little bit better than they've been the last five, ten years. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. I, I'm with you. And they, there's a there's a nice little battle between those those schools, which is good. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, Illinois is different rivals. Iowa has uh, has Minnesota, but that's like mm-hmm. our secondary rivals. It's pretty good. So as long as that's not happening. So what I'm going to do is Tuesday morning. So I'll be smart about this. I'm, I'll go out to her house on Monday and spend in the house on Monday night. And then on Tuesday morning, before I do the show, I'm going to walk this, uh, walk down Wentworth, walk down 22nd, and I'll see which uh, which businesses are getting delivered the, the fresh pigs 
because they just have these gigantic pigs. These guys carry like the baby ones, and they carry them into the <laughs> into the restaurant. Okay. So when I see the smallest, most tender pig, that's where I'm taking her for Valentine's Day. You can't you can't say, hey, I really like you more than like actually stalking out which restaurants got fresh pigs. That's not bad. I thought you were going to maybe take the baby pig home. No, I, I wouldn't know what to do with it. Now okay. the family would go crazy. I mean, they're they actually they own a Chinese restaurant, so. Uh-huh. If I brought home just a, a pig for him, I mean, that would be a, a freaking hero. All right. Seriously. They'd probably, like, put my picture up in the corner, like, handles around it. It'd be beautiful. <laughs> uh, it sounds like, sounds like a plan. Uh, apparently, we are not going to go ahead with one of our contests, which was uh, for our female listeners or for Ed from uh, Naperville, who apparently was interested. The win-a-date with the Big Dog on Valentine's Day contest officially has been canceled. Can I? Can I make that so, official? Yeah, no, no, I'll be more than happy to go out with a guy on Valentine's Day, Coach. But you're going to be with Lily the Lilac. I don't want to do false advertising. No, no, no. I'll be with Lily. Would have no problem going out with uh, with the guy also because she was she likes uh, different kind of stuff. I'll go out with a guy and try to explain to him how easy it is on Friday, <laughs> on the day of Valentine's Day to go home with a uh, with a girl and uh, console her. Yeah. Because any girl out alone on if you go out on a Tuesday and some girls at a bar whistling her drink at 9.30 at night. It's Valentine's Day. I don't think she's waiting to meet somebody for a day. It's time to go in there and play the emotional cards. <laughs> Pull on the heartstrings a little bit. Oh, that's just the tip of the iceberg, folks. Uh, next Monday and or Tuesday, David Olson, mark it down on our very strict and uh, very detail-oriented program log. Laugh track, please. Uh, we will make sure we have hints for Valentine's Day from the big dog. Okay, can we put and that and together? And I'm, I'm willing to go out and, and teach a guy how to go home with a girl on Valentine's Day. <laughs> it so sounds... like if we can't have a contest, if you want to have it, I'll be more than willing. We can draw from, uh, like, the, we'll have the 800th caller, okay, okay at 888-463-6748. <laughs> what are right? we, is this for Valentine's Day 2017? <laughs> 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 oh, wasn't there a movie line? Like that, something like that. Where I'm a little worried here. I hope Lily the Lilac is not listening. There was a movie like that where the guy setting up the guy in the date fell in love with the person he was going out with. The the player player ended out. No, I haven't. I haven't seen that one. Okay. Well, don't don't watch it before Tuesday if that's the contest. Okay. We don't we don't well, want you only, to get in any trouble. The only the only radio movie I remember is The Fisher King, and that that's I don't want that to happen to any of the listeners. Okay, if you know what happens in that movie. The That's pretty Fisher sad, King. I think I saw the Fisher King on an airplane without the volume, so I only watched the pictures. What happens in Fisher King? Uh, uh, so Jeff Bridges plays a radio announcer, and he's like a real goof. He's like a Howard Stern type, Uh-oh. and but even more, he's more like a Don Imus type. And he's like, maybe you should just take a gun and prove a point to somebody. And the guy goes out and proves a point to somebody, right. and he calls Robin Williams' wife. Wow. You know what I mean? And then. Robin Williams becomes like a bum, and his life is totally destroyed after his wife okay. is murdered by some idiot who listened to a radio announcer. And then wow. the guy meets the radio announcer. It's that's actually a really good movie. Well, I got to check that out. I got to check that out. There, yes, David. Oh, I, 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 hate to, I hate to disagree, but it, that that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Really? I, I, honestly, that wasn't people, with Jeff Daniels, was it? No, no, no. It was, it was Jeff Bridges, and it was Robin Williams, okay. and it was a Terry Gilliam movie. And Sounds I just, cool. I, you know, I just remember walking out of that movie thinking this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Well, you know what? I, I saw it at like on the couch uh, at like seven o'clock in the morning before work one day. 
I like it. The way you described it, Big Dog, it sounds like a movie I would be interested in watching. What was the movie based on a real story where the radio announcer gets stalked and, in fact, killed? Radio DJ. That was uh, talk radio. Yes. That was talk radio. It wasn't based on a true story. It was based on a stage play. Uh, I think it was based on a true story. Pretty sure. Who was the actor who played it? What was the guy's name? It was Eddie? Eric, Eric Bogosian. Yeah, there you go. I, just, I didn't know that. I talk radio. I've never, I need to watch that. I haven't seen that either. Yeah. Watch it during I, the weekend just, when you're not, when you're not hosting a show. It's a little okay, bit yeah, sad. Getting stalked, at least you know somebody loves you. Yeah. Well, you, it'll put an all new meaning to Cinemax, Cinemax, Cindy, and some of our other, uh, Find emailers that check in with you, Big Dog. But at any rate, by the way, I do have to say this after watching bits and pieces of it for like the eighth or ninth time. I've got different favorite movies, but to me, there is this will be as bizarre as my Austin Rivers comment. To me, there is no question what the greatest movie, the best movie of all time is. Well, and again, it's not in my what's that? In your opinion, because I like I, you can say whatever movie you want. I will never argue with you. That's your opinion, and it'd be well, the same way. I, I love when people start that movie, whatever. It's like, see, I think, like, but I think I'm going beyond my opinion here. I'm saying it. I think it's the, the, and again, it's not one of my top five favorite movies as far as enjoyable, but as far as the story, story, the special effects, and everything. Titanic, with Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, is the greatest movie of all time, hands down. Period. End quote. I'd have to go with Citizen Kane. Yeah, no, not yeah. even close. Oh, come great on. Great story, Citizen Kane. If you talk... It's a great story. That's Titanic. It's a horrible story. It is, and it's so cliche, and it's... Uh, I was yeah. talking great story, Citizen Kane. Oh, oh Citizen oh, yeah. Kane, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Titanic... No, Titanic no. Has, no. has, you know, unbelievable love story. No, it's a, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's a cliched, typical oh, scene of before love story. Come on, oh, no. come on. Great love story. It's got the great... Suspense. It's got unbelievable special. What suspense? You know the boat's going to sink in the. It's called Titanic. You know the boat's going to sink. They build it up well. The acting is phenomenal. It's a tremendous production. The music, from music to love story to the way they had the old woman in the beginning and they built that whole thing to, uh, to the incredible special effects. Uh, It's not opinion. It's fact, Big Dog. It's the greatest movie of all time. No, no, no. (laughs) Like I said, that's your opinion. Like I said, yeah. that's Citizen Kane. I mean, Citizen Kane is—it's a great story, but it's not a but great. It, it, it changed the way movies were made forever. It's okay. the most cutting edge. No movie changed the way movies were made after it more than Citizen Kane did. That's the truth. And I, I know David Olson with his studies and being a, a producer, he still—he probably had to do like some movie produ- classes while he was going, going through school. So I'm sure he's had more than one professor tell him that, and that's—that's. That's, so that's the other, like, professor's opinion. Coach, you watched that movie. That story is true. It grabs you by the boo-boo. It brings you in. Oh, and by the way, it's a semi-true story about William Randolph Hearst, one of the greatest scoundrels and tyrants this country has ever known. Mm-hmm. And, and George Hearst, William Randolph Hearst's father, is the biggest scumbag possibly in the history of this country. And, it, like, if you get to know those two people, you really realize that, there's a lot of people controlling the media and strings and politics in this country. And it's just great to have uh, a movie like Citizen Kane to point out the fact, hey, you might want to be careful when you read a newspaper, read the Internet, because the same people who are creating the news are the same people getting people elected. Interesting. So I, that's, just remember, that, okay. that Citizen Kane is, has a social uh, uh, ramification yeah. to a coach. It's, 
beautiful. Yeah, I'll give you that over Titanic. Titanic had zero social implications, but uh, at any rate, we've uh, let's that see. Americans did not travel on the Titanic. No, a lot of white, a lot of pasty faces went down. Thirty-nine minutes into the show, we've covered uh, a little confrontation with the Catholic Church and Barack Obama. We've covered collegiate basketball, actually not that well, but the Duke North Carolina game at least, and uh, we've covered uh, movie. The movie genre a little bit. Not bad for 39 minutes, Big Doug. I want to get to some NBA news and notes as well. But just to finish out the college basketball discussion real quick, and again, we're hoping to be doing a couple of March Madness shows at the Playbook and Niles. We'll uh, have more details on that. But Illinois taking on Indiana tonight at Indiana. It's a huge game. Sometimes, Big Dog, when two good teams are struggling and both teams are desperate for a win and a loss would be critical to either of them, I think that makes for... A great game, and I think that's the case with Indy and Illy tonight. Yeah, and, and you're talking about uh, two teams that could still have a very, very good season. I mean, either one of these teams could win the Big Ten, our, uh, what do you call it, uh, postseason conference championship. I mean, they, they're good enough to go on a, on a run like that. So if you want to get, if you don't want to have to play four days in a row, you only want to play three days, you have to win this game for Illinois. It's, it's Either either if you want to finish in the top five of the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a major game for these guys tonight. That's why I think the game's going to be so great. The atmosphere will be outstanding. Also, Iowa Hawkeyes taking on our very own Northwestern University Wildcats. Big Dog Northwestern with their upset over Illinois. Two wins in a row. They're still on the outside looking in. But if, if they can beat a much-improved Iowa team tonight at home, all of a sudden uh, that window starts to peek open at the NCAA tournament. You know, I did not want to, uh, I don't want to, like, remind you. You basically said they were out of the postseason tournament about three weeks ago. And I kind of wanted to say something to you at the point where, you know, there might be other years where you can give up when you're Northwestern saying, yeah, it'll be another year we don't make it. But that team was too talented, and since it's never happened, there was no reason as a Northwestern fan to, to give up on that hope, especially since it was your, you still haven't done it yet. So I'm really keeping my fingers crossed, Coach. If they could win all the games that they're supposed to the rest of the way and pull out one upset and then maybe get one win in the conference tournament, that might be enough. They've had that good mm-hmm. of a year, Coach. Yeah, no, I, that would be enough. Those are big ifs, but you're right. If they could do that, they would finish close to 500 in the Big Ten and their overall record. That would probably, I think you summed it up perfectly. Perfectly. And win one game in the Big Ten tournament, advance to the final uh, six, eight, whatever it might be, that might do it. But not so easy. We will see. I'll be in attendance tonight, by the way, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, as the Iowa Hawkeye take on Northwestern. Uh, let's see. We had Syracuse and Georgetown. Any other games to talk about? Looking at my notes. Looking, looking. Got to mention the Kansas Jayhawks. I know you're not a big Bill Self fan, Big Doe, but you got to respect them as they knock off Baylor. Actually, they. Crush Baylor by 18 points at Baylor. Yeah. The Kansas Jayhawks are of, I, got, I hate to say it, but they're back again. National contender. Yeah, hey, hey, coach, I happened to turn the game on when it was 47-34, and there was a Baylor kid on a free throw who wasn't on the bottom, like uh, boxing out. He was all the way at the top next to the shooter, and he threw his left arm right into the elbow, uh, right into the ribs of a Kansas kid for no reason on the free throw. Mm-hmm. And after that, I was rooting for Kansas the rest of the game. So it's funny, I just changed, I turned, oh, oh really? So that you're going to play like that, Baylor? And I was kind of disgusted because I like Coach Drew and I like the Baylor team, but if you're going to play like that, I was done for you for the rest of the day. And believe mm-hmm. it or not, I was rooting for Kansas yesterday, Coach. Yeah, that, that, that takes some doing. That takes yeah, some doing. That's how mad I was. You don't play that way. Come on. Go Con- out there and ball. 
little okay. collegiate hoops talk, 888-463-6748. Big dog and a coach. Can I throw out, at this point, in my opinion, the National Collegiate Coach of the Year. He hails from Notre Dame University, Mike Bray at Notre Dame, beating Bobby Huggins in West Virginia at West Virginia, and he's doing it without his best player all season long. You, you, you know what? Today I was t- talking to my boys. I'm like, when we talk about great coaches in America, you know, everyone goes, Mike Krzyzewski, and then, and then Roy Williams, when it, go, it should go Mike Krzyzewski, Jim Beheim, and then everybody else below. You know, when it comes to that next tier below, just the flat-out great coaches, forget about just your accomplishment. Just which coach does a phenomenal job coaching year in, year out? Mike Bray of Notre Dame, perennially coach, gets uh, how many wins a year do they do they leave out on the court for Notre Dame? Very few. They get as many as are available to them. If you know what I'm talking about, yep. they, you know they they play good, solid basketball year in and year out. And I'm with you on that. Yeah, and this year I think. In particular, he's made them uh, overachieve, and that's the sign of a great coach. Whatever level your team is at, can you get them to play at a, a higher level? Overachieve, if you will. And Mike Bray has done that at Notre Dame for years, like you said, and this year in particular. Want to get to the NBA real quick, Big Dog. Our Bulls, you said a sleepwalk. Not much to talk about in that game, although we should mention Will Ferrell doing the uh, yeah. opening yeah. announcements. I didn't <laughs> see it. Uh, how, how did that play? Did it that come was off? hilarious, Coach. He, he basically had a comment right. for all ten starters and both coaches. Yeah, and he he started out with Carlos. Boozer, w- would you like said, Would you like to hear it? I can I can I can okay, play yeah. it. Here Hold on. Here's the balls. Orleans Hornets. It's '80s night here this evening, and to introduce the starting lineups, Will Ferrell. For tonight's game between the visiting Chicago Bulls and your New Orleans Hornets. That's not bad so far. But first, the visiting Chicago Bulls. <laughs> and forward, number five, he still lives with his mother, Carlos Boozer. <laughs> At forward, number nine, he collects rare birds and has a pet dolphin named Shachi. Luol Deng. What were the players' reactions? At center, number 13, he's a Scorpio and a horrible dancer, Joaquim (laughs) Noah. At guard, number 11, he once ate 20 hot dogs in an hour. Ronnie Brewer. Guard number one, his favorite movie is The Notebook. <laughs> Derek Rose. You know what? I read it in the paper. Didn't it sounded kind of cheesy? That was better than I thought. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But you know what the best thing is? Is Joakim Noah on Sports Center this morning? They showed <laughs> him dancing after he won the second national championship. Coach. He is a horrible dancer. That's freaking hysterical. And you asked whether the guys liked it or not. When they said Carlos Luzes to live with his mother, he, he smiled real quick when he he ran out, okay? Uh, I didn't notice anybody else, but I will say this. When he said Joe Kim is a horrible dancer, Noah was angry. And for the first quarter, Noah took it out on the, on the Hornets. He, he had, in the first quarter, he had like uh, seven points and seven rebounds, coach, and three block shots. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not BSing at all. 
I'm glad Will Ferrell said that. He fired up Noah pretty good. <laughs> Dude, Will Ferrell, and by the way, not bad PA voice as someone who is, you know, I'm a PA elitist because I think I can do it better than 93% of the PA announcers out there. That wasn't bad voice-wise. Did he do the same thing for the New Orleans Hornets? Yes, he did. Uh, those are pretty the, – the New Orleans Hornets ones were much funnier. Oh, let's hear them. Okay. Or not. Hold okay, on. well, get on your feet have... and greet your New Orleans Hornets! <laughs> At forward, 6'10 from Mexico. He doesn't speak a lick of English, but we still love him. <laughs> Gustavo Io! <laughs> At forward, 6'8 from UCLA. He still loves to listen to Bell Biv DeVoe! Trevor Ariza! At center, 6'10 from Connecticut, where he majored in econ, but he minored in love! Ameka Okafu! At guard, 6'5 from Italy. Ironically, he hates Italian food. Marco Bellinelli! At guard, 6'3", from Georgia Tech. After basketball, his dream is to become a rodeo clown. Jared Jack! Oh, good. How did the New Orleans players, were they smiling a little bit? Yeah, yeah, they were just like, oh, no, here we go again. And then after that, they played just like that, too. So they, they're opening, they're opening... <laughs> Introductions were a joke, and their uh, playing was a joke. So He's... I want to thank uh, David Olson for uh, yes. that. That was pretty good. Producer. The only thing that uh, David left out was when uh, they got to the coaches, Will Ferrell, he's like, and uh, head coach of the Bulls, Tom Thibodeau. 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 And he kept saying Thibodeau. <laughs> so he said it like three times. He's so, from Italy, but ironically, he does not like Italian food. <laughs> uh, goodness. Hopefully this will not become a trend, Big Dog. We're not going to have, like, the seventh-inning stretch thing where celebrities are going to be doing PA announcing. No, no, that, that, it's, that will happen again. Right. It's going to happen again. Uh-oh. Trust me, like, uh, somebody who's, like, Chris Rock is a diehard Knicks fan. He might do it one day if the Knicks are any good. That's a little different. I guess he's filming something down in New Orleans, and he's a huge, <clears throat> huge sports fan, and I guess he likes Derrick Rose and the Bulls. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, they, he was like, yeah, I'll do it. I wonder if I wonder if they pay him at all. Or do you think they're just like, hey, why don't you come in? We'll we'll pay for your food and drink for tonight if you come out here and help the New Orleans Hornets, who because uh, they pumped it up, coach, for two days. They were like, Will Ferrell's yeah. going to be here. Will Ferrell's going to be here. Well, so if you're the New Orleans Hornets at that point, you need some ulterior. You know, when Trevor Ariza is your top offensive threat, you need something else to bring the fans to the stadium. That's what I was saying. I wasn't saying it was wrong, but yeah. I mean, I, that's it's pretty sad. Where yeah, like. I, you know, the Clippers will do it. Somebody in L.A. will be like, yeah, I want to be associated with DeAndre Jordan and Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. You know, so the fact that Will Ferrell would do it for 3,000 people in attendance, think about that. It's a little different. You know, hey, you're hey, you're Vince Vaughn and you're hilarious. Do you want to introduce the Bulls in front of 19,000 people? Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Will Ferrell, everybody knows you. Do you want to go? 3,000 people are going to be in the stands. You're going to introduce the Bulls. Yeah, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, 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 Will Ferrell's got to be a pretty good guy if you consider. 
Unless you got paid like twenty five thousand dollars to do it, then it's a little strange. Yeah, we'll have to find that out. But most likely, he did it out of the goodness of his heart and for the fun of doing it. Hey, they may be Hollywood stars, but there's something cool about uh, introducing the starting lineups for PA, even for superstars out there for an NBA basketball game. Let me get to a few other little news and notes, NBA related, big dog, that I wanted to get to, uh, and real quick on each one of these one. Uh, point number one, titillating tidbits, news and notes of the NBA variety. Orlando beat the Miami Heat yesterday, and Dwight Howard may be making a statement to some of the teams interested in him. 25 points, 24 rebounds as he dominated, and again, the magic over the Heat. Boozer and Noah for Howard. The Bulls are ready to do it, Orlando. Either do it now or we're going to end up with them anyways. Remember that. Boozer, Howard, Dang, and a first-round pick. No Dang. Dang is not involved. And you okay. can have the first-round pick. So you can have Boozer, Noah, first-round pick, and we'll have Howard. Not sure they do it. Well, then you're, they're, Howard's going to leave as a free agent. How about uh, Bulls keep Boozer, unfortunately? How about Taj Gibson? Joakim Noah, first-round pick. Yeah, I can do that. Okay. I can do that. All right, that might be more realistic. Titillating tidbit news and notes number two. I just had to bring this up because we don't want to take uh, consistent success for granted. And I'm going to bring up a team, the San Antonio Spurs. They're 18-9 and nine, quietly. I'm going to bring up a coach, Greg Popovich, who continues to excel quietly. And I'm going to bring up two players, Big Dog. And, you know, I don't know, they're 45 years old now. They've been doing it for an unbelievable amount of years. But last night, I just read this and I said, you know what, i got to mark it down. Tony Parker, 37 points. I think the night before or a couple nights before he had like 32. Tony Parker scoring 37 points. How old is he? Still getting it done. Tim Duncan, 16 points and 11 rebounds. Those guys, that coach, that team continues to excel under the radar in the NBA. Now, in Barbados, I thought they spoke Spanish because that's where Tim Duncan is from. But recently, they've been calling the Tim, the Tony Parker to to uh, Tim Parker deal the French Connection. Uh, we, we all know Anthony Parker's from France. So I, right. I don't know why they've been calling him that. But those two have had a renaissance this year. And I know everybody might have forgotten this, but the team with the best record in the NBA last year was the Bulls. The team with the second best record in the NBA was the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Manu Ginobili got hurt right before the playoffs, and they yeah. got knocked out early. That's a great point. The Spurs. Won 60 games last year, Coach. They're not that bad. And I, and when I build my all-time NBA team, my first team has Tim Duncan at the power forward. My all-time NBA team has Tim Duncan playing the power forward. Coach. Not so, sure that I would argue that. So, and I, I love Magic, Michael, Larry, Tim Duncan, and then my center is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So, I know people do that. I we, that could be argued another day because whoever the center is and who the small forward is and mm-hmm. power forward is, is up for grabs. For I think everybody is happy with Michael and Magic. But I'm just trying, don't, just I'm don't trying to match up your guard combo. I got Oscar Robertson, Kobe Bryant, Carl Malone. Your team's going to beat me though. I think you're you're five. That that's pretty good. Well, well, well if you take if you take Carl, okay, so that's pretty good. So you need you got Carmos, so you need a small forward and a center. I got Will Chamberlain or Bill Russell. Who do I take at center? You, Shaq's pretty good too. Coach. Nah, please. I get disgusted when people talk about Shaq in that category. Okay, all right, Bill Russell then. All right. So I got Russell Malone, Kobe Bryant, Oscar Robertson. Who do I go with? Elgin Baylor. Small, small forward. There's so many great ones, Coach. Uh, 
And when I tell you this, I know you're going to be like, no way, but Scottie Pippen is the greatest defensive small forward yeah. ever. And he, he calling Scottie Pippen, a, a, this, a, he could be the second best small forward of all time if you really consider, especially considering he won't have to be the leader on that team. As long as he doesn't have to lead, he's really good. Yeah. As great as my team is, though, I think your team, again, with uh, Jordan, Bird, Magic, Timmy Duncan, and who's and Kareem? Kareem, yes. Yeah. Well, you got the second tier pick, so obviously yeah, I should win out of that. If, if we were going picking back and forth, uh-huh. I wouldn't have ended up with Magic and Michael. It would have been impossible. At least I don't think it would have, you know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. That's pretty tough to beat. Pretty tough to beat. At any rate, uh, you were talking San Antonio Spurs and Parker yeah. and Duncan just uh, continue to amaze. And how old are they, Big Dunk? Well, uh, Tim Duncan played four years at Wake Forest, and he came out in so ninety-seven, ninety-eight was his rookie year with uh, the San Antonio Spurs. So, so in ninety-seven, we'll say he was twenty-two. Right, so, so he's thirty-six to thirty-seven years old, and right now that's old for a basketball yeah, player. He's, yeah, he's excelling against twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six-year-old young legs. Tim Duncan yeah. is thirty-five. Thirty-five. Okay. Yeah. Going to be 36. And Tony Parker's got to be up there, too. And just so I just wanted to, to mention that their excellence continues. Another neat little story. I don't even know who the kid is or his background, Big Dub, but the New York Knicks have won three games in a row. This is what I love about sports. Different stars stepping up when you least expect it. Carmelo Anthony has been out. Amari Stoudemire, tragically, his brother got in an accident and has passed That's away. Fair. And a kid named Jeremy Lint, who was not getting a whole lot of tick, Big Dog, has stepped in and has had three Huge games in a row, and all of a sudden he's the talk of the NBA. What can you tell us about Jeremy Lin? Oh, uh, you got I, about 20 I, seconds to tell us. When I tell you this, you're going to laugh. Coach, he's Asian. And the other thing, he played four years in college at Harvard. Wow. He's a rookie Asian dude from Harvard, and the, the first he's the first guy since Isaiah Thomas to have a 28-point, 8-assist debut, and he's the only player besides LeBron James to get 20 points and eight assists in consecutive wow. uh, games to start their career. We, ever. We, that's I, a, I wish ever. we I wish we had more. An Asian dude from Harvard with that background. And he's dunking on people, Coach. It, without, I gotta, should, I'm so happy. You have no idea how cool it is to see an Asian dude dunking on people. All right, let's continue that discussion. You're going to be in studio tomorrow, right? Yes, I uh, hopefully because I have issues coming out in out in uh, Aurora today. So we'll all see. Right. All right, try to make it. Big dog and a coach signing off. Talkzone.com. Two guys and a mic. See you tomorrow at ten. Don't be late.